the startup capital of the UK, Silicon Valley by the sea. Brighton is home to some of the most creative minds developing disruptive and purpose-led businesses. You're listening to the Brighton Startup Podcast, the show that brings you exclusive interviews with the founders, CEOs, and investors of the most exciting Brighton businesses today. With your host, Christina Perichetti. Let's get started. Today, we'll be speaking to Ed, co-founder and CEO of Curoscope. Curoscope brings learning to life through immersive VR and AR experiences and products for kids. They have one of the most viewed VR experiences of all time and have sold over 100,000 units of their products to date. So Ed, please fill in the gaps that intro and give us a glimpse of a day in the life of you. day in the life of me. Um, gaps, gaps in the intro. Um, so we've been running the company for about three or four years now. Um, we actually started the company in London and moved it down to Brighton um, after about a year. And we have raised VC investments. We raised just under a million pounds from various investors, including um, Local Globe, who are a very prominent investor in London. Um, a day in the life of me is um, very unexciting. Um, I, have, I have a really structured day now, which is something I didn't have two or three years ago. Um, I get up early, I go to the gym, <laughs> um, I do a meeting with my team and um, Wednesday when we're recording it is um, a particularly good day for me because I actually have a whole afternoon off and by off I don't mean off work, um, I mean I turn my laptop and my phone off and I just go and sit somewhere and write in my notepad which is by far the most productive time of my week and by far the most enjoyable time of my week too. Oh, interesting. So what, what brought that about? Um, burnout is probably the, without kind of jumping straight to that point, <laughs> um, just I think the life of a founder, life of running a company, you're making hundreds of decisions all the time. You have to be always on, you're always getting pulled around. Um, and I felt that if I didn't construct some structure, I ultimately would never get anything done, but I'd be pulled all over the place. Um, So I made a really big point um, about a year ago of setting out my week properly. So on a Monday, I'll do certain tasks. On Tuesday, I'll do certain tasks. On a Thursday, I will almost always go up to London and I'll book meetings on that day to avoid my weeks being kind of pulled apart by other people. Um, And yeah, Wednesday being in the middle of the week is a really good opportunity to just go ask myself some questions about like whether I'm doing the right things, whether I'm missing the kind of big picture um, and just trying to get into some of the thinking that's perhaps hard to do when you're doing little tasks. Yeah. So take us back to the first moment that you thought of uh, the idea for Curoscope. Uh, tell us how, the, how it all came to be. Tell us the story. Um, so so I, have, I have a weird background. Um, I started as a cameraman and that was actually my initiation into VR. So I started doing VR filming in uh, about 2015. We recorded at the time, which we since um, surpassed with Curoscope, but we actually had one of the most viewed VR experiences of 2015 as well, um, before we started the company. And the kind of moment we started Curoscope, we actually went out to... California, which was um, definite part naivety, 
um, at the time. And we just went out to pitch on kind of agency VR work, kind of fresh off the back of doing this amazing film that was at the time for Nissan. Um, and we went to Monterey Bay Aquarium, we went to Mattel, we went to an electric car company that's not Tesla, um, a competitor of them. Um, and we, we got a few job offers um, that were pretty sizable in money, certainly way more than I've ever worked on before. But it felt that that was a moment where we could either be doing projects for other people or actually we could go, look, you know what, we've got three to six months of money in the bank, actually could we do something that is more impactful than just working for a brand or working under a brief? Like, could we do something that's really interesting and cool in VR and AR? Um, and it really felt that learning was that thing um, because it lets you do things that you otherwise couldn't do. And I think that's always a good way to look at technology is it just, a lot of VR is just a worse version of what existed before um, but actually in the learning conditions you can't experiment with dangerous chemicals you can't go back in time you can't go under, into the ocean you can't go into space and therefore there's like this really great space to create amazing experiences and products that actually offer a, a learning outcome that just wasn't possible beforehand. Wow, really interesting. So how has your uh, role changed in the business since inception to today? Um, that's, that's a very good question. Um, at, at the beginning, it was kind of really nice and pure, I guess. I think that's one of the really interesting things about starting a company is that like three to six months at the start is just unpolluted by anything it's like we've got a really singular goal we've got a really singular focus which for us was um launch a youtube 360 film make that the most viewed thing in the world which it was and it is um so that was really nice and kind of built on my skill sets which are ultimately uh business development strategy trying to make the impossible happen um since then it's, it's gone through it's gone through a really weird journey i i mean this is the first company i've run to this level so you um really evolve as a person which is both a good and a kind of stressful thing because you go through like a lot of change um so it's i mean role role as a ceo goes through the whole spectrum it's like some days i'm uh psychologist to like my employees some days um, I'm doing marketing some days it's like new product inception like some months it's like um, raising investment and meeting with people and that's what that entails nowadays like I try to create quite a good balance so I try to enforce things like meeting new people all the time to try and get alternate perspectives which is something that I definitely let slip a couple of years ago um, I also try and enforce more of a role in the Brighton community, which is, again, something that I felt I let slip in the first couple of years. Um, so it's much more, three years on, like it's a much more comfortable position. Like I'm a lot more um, at ease with what being a startup founder entails, which is often that you wake up in the morning, you get an email and it's really horrible and you've just got to, live with that and deal with that and lead a team and um 
at the start that definitely kind of felt like why why is this happening to me like why is this why is this being bestowed upon me but over time you realize that it's not like how the universe works and you've just got to ride the punches and ride the waves and um, just be comfortable with that cool so on that note uh, what has been the worst moment for you in business to date take us to that moment yeah, so, so I saw this question, I had, had a good think about this, and there's, def- there's definitely more than one that are like right at the top. Um, I would say the, the worst moment was probably um, we signed a major, major contract um, like two or three years ago, um, and that was like kind of re- with a much bigger company than this, and was kind of renegotiated after we'd signed it, um, which in turn delayed payment, which in turn almost meant the company ran out of money. Um, so there's been, I think every, every founder has had their almost running out of money moment. Um, but I definitely remember sitting across in the flower pot in Brighton with um, a coffee with my co-founder and just being completely out of ideas. And that that's often the worst moments because it's like, money like money money kind of comes and goes but if you lose the ideas to generate money and the ideas to kind of work with that then that's you almost dead and out um but luckily we managed to build up a bit of energy renegotiate the contract we actually signed another partner deal to keep the company going at the time um and it was all okay in the end um but it was it was very touch and go and that was um, only about a year into running the company and everyone when you're running a company everyone's like oh you've got to get past like this two-year point or this three-year point it's kind of it's annoying because it dwells on you for the first two years you're like just is that our moment and I think the reality is that moment can probably happen at any point it's not like a specific thing that can only happen in the first two or three years but you definitely feel very fragile at that early inception point you really need energy and resiliency to get through really really hard moments and you see that being quite a differentiator between like quote-unquote successful startups and non-successful startups is um a lot of people quite reasonably that's just not for them because it really throws you to really low and really high moments and and not everybody is able to cope with that and arguably the people that put them through that themselves through that like myself are um somewhat odd (laughs) yeah so so you said that you managed to rebuild energy with your co-founder how how do you actually do that so you're sitting there you've run out of ideas you're emotionally drained how do you rebuild that energy um yes that's that's an interesting point i mean my the usual the usual way i would rebuild energy would would be that i would just walk away from it um the challenge I think with running a startup is that's not always possible. Um, so a really great way of rebuilding energy is going on holiday, but that could also equally look like running away from a problem. <laughs> um, so you've got to you've got to do a bit of a balancing um, act there. But typically typically this is actually like one of the things I really like about Brighton, it's one of the things I didn't have in London. Usually to gain perspective on something I like doing two things. One, 
going and sitting on the beach, um, which obviously weather, weather dependent doesn't always work. Um, and just speaking to other people. Um, I think that's always been the best advice I've been given and best advice I try and give other people is just speak to others because most people are in the same position. Most people have been through pretty similar experiences, um, but it's really easy to be isolated and create a sense that you're the only person going through this at the moment when the reality is everybody who's ever run a company has had that moment. I mean, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who's not had the almost running out of money moment. Yeah. Um, it's quite common. Yeah, so a problem shared is a problem halved, right? Yes. Um, so, Ed, even though you have worldwide reach, um, your business is based in Brighton, as you said. So tell us about what made you decide to stay here and what's it like running your business in the city? Um, so running running business in Brighton has challenges, um, but I don't think that's any different to anywhere else. Um, London has huge challenges. Um, London definitely has massive challenges at the moment. Um, it's a very oversaturated job market. Um, it's very expensive to run a company there. Um, for me, Brighton offered the opportunity to gain a bit more of a um, life balance. So just one of the things I really disliked about London was doing an hour commute at the start of every day on packed tube. Like that was really not conducive to um, feeling good about the world. Um, whereas here, there's a lot more space to chill out and kind of relax and get away from business. I really think it's important for business to not be something that becomes all-consuming. I think you do need, you need to enjoy what you're doing, but you do need a level of escape where you can, even if you're doing business somewhere else, just be in a nice environment. So Brighton really appealed to me for that. It also really appealed to me um, for specifically for our company because um, there's a really big VR, AR community here, um, definitely one of the biggest in the UK. Um, there's a really big digital media community and games communities. So actually for hiring, um, it's really good. The University of Sussex has really good um, computer vision and artificial intelligence courses. So it's actually a pretty decent ecosystem and then at the end of the day, it's only an hour away from London. So I regularly can do meetings in London and I can do them in a proper and structured manner. But I've also got a kind of escape from it all. So I can just come back here and sit on the beach, have a coffee, like be in a quiet area rather than London where it feels like it's always on. And that's good in doses, but I don't think good um, 100% of the time. So Ed, what is the one principle that you live by, business or personal, that drives your success? Um, uh, so I, I think I think there's probably, there's probably two things. Um, I think I, in terms of business, like try to always strive to achieve what other people would think to be impossible. Um, I think I think that's a really important attribute to running a startup is. You have to believe that you can do that because a lot of people are going to tell you that you can't. Um, and if you believe that you can't, you've lost. Um, and then the other, the other thing that I really live by now that I probably didn't live by even last year is just look after yourself because um, 
if you don't look after yourself, you can't achieve the impossible. If you don't look after yourself, you can't run a company properly. You might be able to run a company properly for a couple of years, but there will come a point where that gets too much. Like You need to build in space and the energy to be resilient and to be objective about what you're doing. Um, and I think that's really, really hard if you don't prioritise yourself. Um, one of the really interesting things looking back a couple of years ago running the company when we were doing a lot of products at once and we took on too much was that I really tried to look after my employees because I thought that was important but I really didn't try to look after myself um, I, I find I find that interesting that's an interesting thing um, that um, it's quite easy to look after others and then just not think about what's important for you when actually what's important for you is what's important for others um, and people particularly like when you're when you're a CEO when you're a founder like it's a leadership role like people are looking to you and you just need to look after yourself in order for people to look after you so be mentally healthy be physically healthy and be always talking to new people and like finding new ideas because then you'll find that um, you can be that leader, you can be that kind of visionary at the top of the company. Great. There's actually a quite an interesting correlation between uh, people who run businesses and are, uh, enjoy extreme sports. Mm -hmm. Do you have any extreme hobbies? Extreme. God, I don't have any extreme hobbies. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, my, running, a, running a company is my extreme <laughs> hobby, extreme I think. Hobby. <laughs> um, no, my, my, my extreme hobbies go as far as... Um, I used to cycle a lot, but now I just I just play football once a week, and that's like enough. Uh, yeah. That's enough for me. Um, people have broken their arms at football, so yeah. it's like <laughs> could be dangerous. It's a legit extreme thing. <laughs> and what are you most excited about right now? Um, so quite a few things. I'm right now. I'm actually quite excited about the Brighton startup ecosystem. I think um, I was having a chat to someone about this yesterday. I think we're quite. We've always been like quite ahead of the curve. So moving down to Brighton, doing VR, like everyone's always said, Curoscope, Ed, you're like too like too early is a phrase often used about us um, and about like what we're doing. And sometimes that's really good and sometimes that creates challenges. Um, right now it feels like there is quite a lot of energy in the Brighton, Brighton ecosystem that perhaps has always existed kind of bubbling under the surface for like the last two or three years but like right now it feels like it's a really good moment there's new offices popping up around the city there's new companies moving down here um, it's really seen as a legitimate space to be when you don't want to be in London um, or maybe you can't be in London or maybe you can't hire in London um, so I'm really excited about that and then um, Curiscope wise really excited about augmented reality and where that's moving um, particularly as it's starting to play into artificial intelligence, computer vision. Um, I've got the fuse box down here. So there's a lot of really great, it's a really great space to build an augmented reality company um, that's being like really heavily supported at a hardware level by people like um, Apple. And that's, that's really exciting for me as a kind of tech founder is this space is really being backed at the highest level and we're in probably one of the best places in the world to be building a company and that's good. I like that.
And if people want to find out more about Curoscope, where do they go and what do they look for? Yes, so we are at curoscope.com. A lot of people spell it curioscope.com and they are wrong. <laughs> um, so you can find us there um, and on Twitter and Facebook, we're kind of fairly active on. And then I'm, I'm usually Ed underscore Barton on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, a lot. Great. Thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been really interesting and very inspiring. Thanks, Ed. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Brighton Startup Podcast. Be sure to check us out at brightonstartup.com and join us next week for another episode as we continue to discover Brighton's most exciting startups and the people behind them. Thank you.